Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there. Welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. It is Thursday, July the 1st. And as I look outside, we are awaiting a storm. So I'm not sure... Not sure if we're going to get the storm or not, but it really is looking dark here. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for stopping by. Hope you can stick around for the entire program as we continue looking at Give Up Worry for Good. Today, we're going to look at the meditation from week three, day four. And and the, the heading for this particular day's meditation is, can it really be this simple? You know, that's one of the questions that we're going to ask quite often when it comes to our relationship with God. Can it really be simple? Does it have to be complicated? How complicated is it if we don't use these particular words? Is it not going to work? Do I have to say a certain set of words? You know, many of us, uh, many of us struggle with this. This is this is an ongoing problem for me because I, I, I've been honest with you and let you know that I like to be in control. So therefore, even in my prayers, I want to make sure that I get the words just right because somewhere in the back of my mind, and, and I have a feeling, if you'd be honest with me, that I'm not alone. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, you know, maybe I'm not saying this the right way. And if I don't get these words exactly right, and if I don't pray for the proper amount of time, then my prayer isn't going to be granted. Now, I'll be honest, the closer I get to to the Lord, uh, the, the less I think like that, but I still have that tendency. You know, it's one of those things when, um, do you ever send an email about something really important? Maybe you're looking for for a job or maybe you really need something. You need somebody to come through with something. It happens a lot to me, or it's happened a lot to me in, in the course of my ministry, but you, you you look at the email and you you get the word, you want to get the words just right and you you massage the text a little bit to make sure you're you're conveying exactly what the message you're trying to convey and you can almost obsess about it and drive yourself crazy. I think we want to be careful when it comes to to prayer and and we'll chat about this in the program today. Now all this week is uh, in give up worry for good is dedicated to asking for help, asking God for help with our problems. And, and this is important. What we'll talk about today is how how do we exactly, what, what can we do to get close to God so that we can experience the peace that, that we're looking for? And you're going to find that the answer is pretty simple. If you've read the meditation already, if you've looked at my email today, you'll, you'll realize that it's not that difficult. So it's going to be a good show. It's going to be comforting. And then if I get time, I want to take a look at something from the first reading of today's Daily Mass, because I think it's really good. I think it's something that it is a lesson for us all, and maybe I'll even touch on the gospel, because there's a common theme that runs between in, in through both of these readings, the first reading and the gospel today. So, all right, we got a lot to cover, so settle in. Let's turn to our Father in heaven. Let's pray to him right now, and um, 
And, and before we do, let's just recognize that we are in his presence. Wherever we are, we are in the presence of God. So it's always possible to send up our prayers from wherever we are. And that, that's a great thing. So let's do that now. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for being here for us. Thank you, Father, for... Um, it, as it's quite, it's quite amazing to think about the fact that you have a universe to run. You created the entire universe. You keep the universe in existence. And yet somehow, whenever we need to turn to you in prayer, we know by faith that you are always there for us. That's a, it's a great blessing, Father. So we, we thank you for that. We thank you for all that you have done for us through the years, all that you've done through, for your people through the years. We see so many examples in scriptures, in the scriptures where your people were really up against it. Um, they were struggling, they were facing enemies all around them, but yet somehow you came through for them. I think that's great for us to remember. And Father, as we, we look in our in our own lives, we can recount the, recall the times when um, when you've been there for us, when you've gotten us through what looked to be hopeless situation. And we can we can point to our friends and acquaintances as well and stories we've heard of you coming through in miraculous ways for others too. So your history of coming through is well documented. Therefore, we can confidently turn to you today, place our needs in your hands, and ask us ask you, Father, to bless us and our families and our friends. Please heal those who are sick. Please help those who are struggling with mental illness. Anyone who is dealing with an addiction, we pray, Father, for the homeless, the homebound, those in hospitals, nursing homes, or prisons. We pray for all of those who have abandoned you or who don't even know you exist and are headed in the wrong direction. We pray for an end to terrorism. We pray for greater peace, not only in the United States, but in the entire world. We pray, Father, for all of us today and ask that you pour out your spirit upon us, open our minds and our hearts to hear the message that you have, that you're presenting to us today. And please give me that message through your Holy Spirit, inspire me to let me know what I'm supposed to say, what I'm supposed to emphasize. Speak through me, Father. We ask for these things, Father in heaven, in the mighty and powerful name of your Son, Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimak. If you want to find out more about my work, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. I want to add that if you want to book me to come in to give a talk, a parish mission, a retreat at your church or your conference, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com, and, and contact me through the, the contact page. You can see some video examples of the talks that I have given in the past. I would love to bring the message of hope, my message of hope, which is really the Lord's message of hope, to your parish. So you can go on my website and find out about some of the talks that I can give. My most popular parish mission is, excuse me, as I adjust my chair... Uh, my most popular parish mission, typically I give it in three days, is Give Up Worry for Lent. This has been a big one, and I have some openings for Lent of 2022. If you're interested, please act now. Contact me right away, and we'll 
We'll talk about the details. Again, my website is followingthetruth.com. And um, you can also pick up a copy of my latest book, book, Give Up Worry for Good. And um, there's going to be an announcement I'll, I'll pretty soon, I guess in the next few months or so, be talking about another book that will soon be coming out in the fall. So my next book's going to be coming out in the fall. I don't want to talk about that yet. Right now, I want to focus on Give Up Worry for Good. And just so you know, after that, there is going to be yet another book that will be coming out next year. And there'll be books after that. God willing, as long as I can get them written, there's going to be more coming out. So I'm, as, uh, as I was talking about on the program yesterday, reflecting on the fact that... Um, uh, reflecting on my birthday, I was thinking about how good God has been to me over the years. And I'm so grateful, so grateful. I don't deserve any of the blessings that he sent my way, but yet in his mercy and love, he sent them anyway. And, you know, that's the, the incredible thing about our merciful and loving Father in heaven. He gives us so much more than we deserve. And, and, you know, we miss a lot of it. We miss a lot of it because we 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 just we think that um, well, we we look at him from a from a human point of view, but but really, he's so much more. He loves us in a way that even when he sends us or he allows suffering to come into our our life, it's done in a way. It's done with love in a way that will help us. But you know how it is. When you were, um, you probably don't remember, but if you had small children or if you have small children, taking them to the doctor for their shots, they're not exactly happy about it. And they, if you can remember back, I remember thinking, barely, I can stretch my memory and remember this a little bit, but when I was being driven to the doctor's office by my mom or dad uh, to get some shots, I wasn't exactly thrilled with them at the moment, but... But I didn't understand that they were doing it not to torture me, but because they loved me. And I, and I think that's uh, it's kind of thing that we have to keep in mind when it comes to God, our Father, too. Sometimes he has to allow some suffering or pain or difficulties to enter into our lives because they're good for us. Again, it, it, it's a process. Understanding that is not always easy. So... I, I, we'll chat a little bit about that too, because that sort of is one of the themes in one of the, the readings from today's mass. But right now, I want to look at the reflection from "Give Up Worry for Good." Uh, this is from day four of week three. Now, remember, this whole week is devoted to asking God for help. Last week, we looked at His power, so we know He's up for the job. We know He can handle our problems. So whatever we pass on to him, whatever we ask for help with, he is able to handle. This week, the next obvious step is is the focus. Let's let's get him involved. Let's let's hand it off to him because here's the thing about God, he will not force his way into your life. He waits to be asked because he wants to be asked. That, that's the thing. He he doesn't just want to do everything for us without us asking. Sometimes the Lord will, will get involved without us asking. Many times when that happens, it comes in the form of some sort of a crisis. And the reason he does that is because he wants us to turn to him. And as I've, if you heard me say before, nothing like a good crisis to get you to hit your knees. And, and it really works. 
My anxiety has kept me close to the Lord for many years. And he's got, he, wants, he wants our love so much, and he wants what's best for us so much, that he is willing to take us any way he can get us, because he knows that if in our crisis we turn to him and we get to know him, then there is always that possibility, if we keep turning to him for long enough, that we're going to fall in love with him and return his love. And that's why sometimes our prayers aren't answered right away. You're praying for a healing from an illness, and the answer doesn't come. One of the reasons is because God wants to maintain that relationship with you. And you know, if we look at him like we do our friends or our relatives or people we know, we would say that I, I would never do that to somebody. That's he's, he's manipulating us, but, but not really. See, God operates at such a higher level. He's pure love. He can't do anything that's not good for us. That's just goes against his nature. But since he is in control of all the circumstances in the universe, he can control what happens in your life and in my life so that due to our circumstances, we'll turn to him. And we don't always. Sometimes when people have problems, they lash out at God or they run away from him, they ignore him. But his hope is in his love. He hopes that if he allows a storm to come into our life, we're going to turn to him. And he'll let us hang around sometimes by not removing that storm long enough so that we can grow in our relationship with him and we get to the point where we don't only turn to him when we have a storm. But that takes time. Most of us first come to know the Lord during a crisis, come to know him well. I, I mean, I know I did. And, and that still, he wants us to turn to him in times of crisis, but he wants us to turn to him all the time. You know, every day we should be making the time to, to have a chat with him and to, to get to know him, to hang out with him. So that leads into our verse for today. It's James chapter 4, verse 8. And James writes, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, you know, uh, again, the heading that I use in the book for this day is, can it really be this simple? Well, the answer is yes, it really can be this simple. You spend time with God. You desire to know God through his son, Jesus, with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, if, if the, you have that desire, your desire will be answered. If you want to get to know him, all you need to do is make the effort and your effort will be rewarded because he wants you to know him. Now, it takes time. And this is, I think this is the frustrating thing for so many of us that we're distracted. We are bombarded with a very noisy world. This is a fallen world. This is not heaven. So there's, there's, there's distractions. There's a lot of distractions. And as, as time goes on, because of technology, we have more distractions now than ever. I mean, take a look. I was, it was in the mall the other day. Uh, Eileen and I were walking around the mall because it was really hot out and we wanted to get some our, our walking time in. And, and if you take a look at people who work at the mall or you, you'll see it a lot of times in the, uh, the stores when it's not busy, you'll look in to the windows of the stores and you'll see the people who are working there. If, if there are no customers in, what are they do in the store? What are they doing? They're on their phones. They're checking out their phones. They're reading their emails. They're watching movies They're And I do it too. I have a phone. I have a smartphone, but due to technology, 
it's very hard to unplug from the world. But it's necessary to do it sometimes. You know, there are a lot of times during the day I put my phone down. I just got back from taking a nice walk outside and um, I didn't have my phone out. I was just talking. I was literally talking out loud to Jesus while I was walking. Nobody's around me, so they don't think I'm crazy. But it was a great conversation. It was a great time. It was very, uh, very powerful for me. And there's this problem that I've been concerned with, and, and I got a potential answer. It just came to me while I was taking the walk. So make sure you make that effort to draw near to God. If you do that, he is going to draw near to you. You make the effort to get close to him. He will reward your effort. And the closer you get to him, the better you get to know him, the less you will tend to worry. Because you're going to start to realize, number one, that he's powerful. Number two, that he is all-loving. So he's pure love. He loves you unconditionally. And number three, that he's with you. So when you put those three pieces of information together, it's very hard to look at whatever problem it is you're facing and become overwhelmed because you focus more on God than on your problems. And then you begin to realize you're all powerful father in heaven and his son, Jesus Christ is so much more powerful than the problems you are facing. And you have that very spirit which flows from the, between the Father and the Son, that Holy Spirit living in you. If you are baptized, you receive the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the sacrament of confirmation, that power of the Spirit is strengthened. So you get the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. You get them. When you are when you're baptized, you um you um receive sanctifying grace at that point as well. So you enter into the the communion of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you're transformed. You're made a new creation. You become part of the body of Christ. It's kind of incredible. We have a family baptism baptism coming up in a, in a few um, in a few weeks, but. It's so amazing. I am blown away whenever I get to attend a, a baptism. And I, and I realized for years, I, I didn't get it. I really didn't understand what's happening when an infant or an adult is being baptized. But it's incredible. It is really incredible. <clears throat> so we have the Holy Spirit in us, working in us. And, and we, are, we are able to have this communion with the Father and the Son. And when you do that, the more you do that, and you do that by spending time with them or with each of the persons of the Trinity, and the more you spend time with them, the closer you get to them. And if you have a desire to get to know Jesus better, if you have a desire to get to know the Father better, better, if you have a desire to get to know the Holy Spirit better, express that. Express that desire. Say, I, w- I want to know you better. Father, I want to know you. I want to know how much you love me. Jesus, I want to know you. I want to be able to see you as I walk about, as I walk through the day. I want to really see your presence through the eyes of faith. Most of us don't really get to see Jesus. Um, Not saying it can never happen, but for the most part, we're not going to see him as we see one another. But we still have that incredible opportunity to 
really know that Jesus is with us as we go throughout the day. It starts with that desire. So essentially, you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you, period. But you notice you got to make the move. He's with you, but you will never get to know him unless you make the effort. And, And that's the key, really. That's what this verse is getting at. Before we run out of time, I mentioned briefly, I want to talk about something uh, something pretty powerful. The, the, the mass readings today, today is the Thursday of the 13th week in ordinary time. Now, the first reading from daily mass, it's long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But it has to do, and if you get a chance, pull out your Bible. It's Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 19. Genesis 22, 1 through 19. It has to do with God putting Abraham to the test. Let me read a little bit of this. Now, Abraham's 100 years old when his son Isaac is born. And in order to test Abraham's faith, because he he wants to, he wants Abraham to grow in faith. And, And look, do me a favor. When you look at this story, don't look at it solely with human logic, because it's, it's possible to look at what God's doing here and say, that's not fair. But what's happening is Abraham is growing in faith and he's come a long way. You know, if you look at the story of Abraham, it starts in chapter 12 of Genesis when God said, Abram, as he was called at the time, Abram, leave your country, leave your family or leave your your homeland and come with your family to a land which I will show you. And Abram went with God and he would gradually lead him. But between then and And now, between chapter 12 of Genesis and chapter 22 of Genesis, Abraham grew a lot in faith, and he he failed the test many times. But here he is about to experience the ultimate test. Remember that God promised Abram that he would have numerous descendants. He's 100 years old by the time his first son Isaac is born. So it's, it's kind of all resting on Isaac. And now we get to this, which, you know, this was a big honor for the people of Abraham's time to have descendants. So this was something that was very much coveted. And he was he was looking forward to this, this big promise that God made to him. And essentially what God was doing was creating a people, a church. He was establishing a church. It would take him thousands of years to get the, to get the job done, but that's how God works. But Isaac was very important in this whole process. The the descendants were going to come from Isaac, and that's what what God told Abraham. But now we run into a very weird situation where God is calling Abraham, asking him to sacrifice the son from whom all these descendants are going to come. Let me read this because it's a it's a crazy story. I'll read some of it, and but there's a point I want to make to give you an example of the kind of faith that is possible for us to have, okay? God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son Isaac, your only one, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a burnt offering on a height that I will point out to you. Crazy, right? Who in the world is going to do this? Now, you got to remember, these are different times. God has to appeal to his people in a different way. This, as crazy as it sounds, it is crazy, but it's not as crazy 
as what we would experience today. You know, in in, in Abraham's time, this idea of a sacrifice is is not as it's still bad, but it's not as completely bonkers as it, as it would be today. Um, early the next morning, Abraham saddled his donkey, took with him his son Isaac, and two of his servants as well. And with the wood that he had cut for the burnt offering, set out for the place of which God had told him. So, in other words, Abraham, because of his his willingness to go along with God's plan, he says, yes, let's do this. So, on the third day, Abraham got sight of the place from afar. Then he said to his servants, Both of you stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go on over yonder. We will worship and then come back to you. Now, I'm going to stop this here. We all know the story, or you probably have heard the story. Abraham and Isaac head up to the mountain. Abraham is about to sacrifice Isaac. And obviously, as you read this, Abraham uh, Isaac carrying the wood for the for the sacrifice, the wood for the fire, there is a on his on his shoulders. There's an obvious foreshadowing of what Jesus would do: the only Son being sacrificed, carrying the wood. But if you look at it on a on a purely surface level, on a level that can appeal to us. Abraham is being asked to do something pretty radical. But Abraham knew that God was asking him to do this. And how did he know that? Because he had a close relationship with God. Draw near to him, and he'll draw near to you. That's why it's important for us to have this kind of a relationship with God. But Abraham, as he was about to sacrifice Isaac, was stopped by God. He stopped him in the nick of time. But there's a point that there's a point that many of us don't catch. And it's what I ended up reading here. Both of you stay here with the donkey. This is Abraham talking to his servants. While the boy and I go on yonder, we will worship and then what? And then come back to you. Abraham believed that he and Isaac would go up the mountain and they would come back down the mountain. Isn't that incredible? That's the kind of faith he had. He had such faith. And this is documented in the letter to the Hebrews as well. Abraham believed that if God was asking him to sacrifice the life of his son Isaac, that somehow, in order to bring those descendants forth, that God promised Abraham he would resurrect Isaac if necessary. Abraham knew that he and Isaac would go up the mountain and they would come back down the mountain. And that's what he tells his servants. Guys, we're going to go up there. We're going to worship. We're going to come back. What incredible faith. And this is the kind of faith that is not impossible for you and I to have. As our faith grows, our faith grows by drawing close to the Lord. As our faith grows... We are going to worry less. We're going to be less afraid. We can worry less. That's something we can do consciously. But even better, we can be less afraid, which is an emotion. We can't technically control that, but we'll be less afraid because we trust God more. That's what we're trying to do through this eight-week program. We're walking with the Lord. We're growing close to Him. We're hearing Him speak to us. We're giving our problems to Him and letting Him get involved in our lives. It's all about increasing our faith, okay? That's where the peace is going to come from. 
All right. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm looking at the clock. I really got to run. I'm out of time. God willing, I'm going to be back tomorrow. If you have any questions, email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. God bless you. Talk to you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.